And welcome to the Run Amok Podcast. To behave or run around in a wild, unruly, out of control manner. And welcome to season two, episode 22. Shout out to Alan Rickman of the Run Amok podcast, Trencher Magazine's customer service podcast, offering news and opinions from the world of sports, pop culture, and our world this week. As always, I'm your host, David Stahl, and I am joined this week by producer Gary and Carson Cooper. We're missing Kale Beer, but we are going to soldier on. But one place where we are going to miss him is on you guys guessing this name. Alan Rickman, is it a real name? <laughs> Or a fake name. Uh, it's a, that's a, it's I, a I fake name. I wanted to say fake as soon as you said. Like, right. Is it Alan Rickman, a deceased uh, actor from Harry Potter? That's the thing, Coop, but he's he might be trying to pull a fast one on us. He, he might, might be just... trying to pull a fast one, but I don't believe there's another Alan Rickman out there. I simply I, I'm don't. With you. I'm with you. Okay, so you're locking all, in. I just like to say, I, I just called him a deceased uh, actor from Harry Potter. He was P- Professor Snape. I don't know why I'm disrespecting his name. <laughs> yes. Sure. It's I... Professor Snape. So, and I think you know that. Was he Professor Snape and a center for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the 1952 Atlanta Hawks? So you're going with fake. You want to lock in fake? Gary, what are you thinking? Oh, man, I'm stumped. Because I want mind games. My gut wants to lock in fake, but I think there's some mind games going on here. I'm going to say real. I'm saying real. Oh, shit. It has to be a consensus, though, doesn't it? It does. You went with real? We can coin flip. We can coin flip if you want. Yeah, I think you got to coin flip it up. Coin All right, it? coin okay. flip it. Heads, fake, tails, real. Ready? I'm coin yeah. flip. On Google. Nice. Okay. It's tails. So we're going with true. We're, with re- we're, with we're real. going with real. We're going with real. Okay, we're locking in real. You're wrong. You're ah! wrong. Now, now <laughs> let me say this. Now, let me say this. I I think I disrespected both of you knowing that. Well, I was like, are they going to know who Bro, Alan Rickman first is? First of all, I know who that, Alan Rickman is. Yeah, that is equivalent to me when I texted you in like high school saying, did you see that dunk from Peter Dinklage last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a disrespectful level of, of trying to make you look like a moron. Now, I'll, I will say this to the people. Off pod, I, look, I've got tons of notes. I've watched a ton of NBA. I watched diligently and reflected on last, night, last night's Bachelor episode. I've, I've conversed with a lot of our listeners about it. I'm ready. But in terms of the logistics today, it's been a crazy day. No excuses. No excuses. But I got a vaccine yesterday. I'm maybe riding a little bit of that weariness. I also, my face, we talked about before, very shiny. We don't know why. Started moisturizing a bit this week, but perhaps might too be much. the vaccine. We don't know. It's a, it might be that post-vaccine be vaccine. glow. Perhaps no way. Vaccine no. shedding, as they say. <laughs> yes, as, <laughs> in some communities. As, in some, some very specific communities. Um, I, I had a very stressful grocery shopping day trying to get stuff together for a campaign. But to, the people don't want to hear about this. Um, I do. I do want to bring something up to Carson, though. If if we do end up, uh, oh, he's back. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He was just kind of look. look he was listening so intently that I thought he was a, a statue there. Now, I, before we jump in, because we got a lot of Bachelor to talk about, we got a lot of NBA to talk about. I got 
one little topic from the week that came up last night. Now, we had a friend who, for whatever reason, was ripping apart mustard as a condiment, which is fine, which is totally fine. I am not a mayonnaise guy, so I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna critique if people don't like something. You don't have to like anything. That being said, if you're gonna say, uh, I hate this condiment, then I'm gonna ask you, okay, then what's your go-to condiment on any given glizzy, right? Mm -hmm. What are you throwing on a brat or a sausage, et cetera? Cause it's kind of like when people are saying, oh, this guy should be an all-star, this guy should be an all-star. If you're saying that, then you gotta tell me who you're taking off the team. You can't just critique blindly. Yeah, sure. And he goes very, very like uh, holier than now. He goes, caramelized onions are my favorite uh are my favorite condiment on a hot dog dude uh part sorry one moment what the fuck are you talking about that's not a condiment and i think he's listening right now and it was funny because we were actually joking last weekend gary about how all of our engineering friends once they have an opinion they just dig their heels into the goddamn ground and won't let go and now this guy just happens to be smarter than most people we know so he's usually right but carson i want your opinion and I'll give you my yeah. rationale behind it. Cause I said like, that's simply, I'm simply not letting you get away with that as a, as a condiment. I mean, the, the, I, like, sure. okay, my favorite condiment on pizza is pepperoni. Like what an absurd thing to say. What yeah. do, is it a condiment? Caramelized onions. Absolutely not. And, yeah. and I actually a great, great analogy with the pizza there. That would be an ingredient. That would be a, a topping. A topping. A topping. Yeah. It's a topping. Sure. A topping. Now. Yeah. If it's a condiment, I think it has to be processed in some way. I, I couldn't or agree more. I think the at the very least, you know, the like, differentiation I think is the structural integrity has to be altered from yeah. the original components. That is the difference between a pickle and relish. For pickle, sure. yep. topping, relish, condiment. The structural integrity entirely different. An Absolutely. onion is still an onion. You're not worried about the caramelization. I, look, okay. I just needed some validation on this because he started going to some. I wrote it on my running blog today. Look, I. He went to some bullshit websites. It was like, oh, www.bullshitcookingopinions.net. And he's like, oh, look, this uh, Steve fucking Baker agrees with me from Illinois. Like, this guy's got like a, does some two-bit cooking website. And this is this is a source for- Exactly. And you know what? Toppings. Ultimately, where you can draw the line is if you can't get it from Heinz, it ain't a condiment. Facts. Boom. I think that's- Mic yeah, drop. That's that. It doesn't get much more objective than that. All right, exactly. guys. Now- Oh, I am so excited to dive in. We're going to get into, and we're going to break down every playoff matchup, the four playoff matchups uh, still in the NBA. Very exciting stuff. we got some rapid fire questions. This is going to be a fun episode, but first things first, we got to jump into Katie Thurston's Bachelor premiere. Oh my God. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run through my quick little initial thoughts. Got like five bullet points. Then you guys give me, I don't know any, like your first thoughts on how it was, how you felt about it. And then we'll go chronologically through the episode. How's that sound? Sure. Yep. Sounds so my, my number one take is when we enter the episode, is it, it feels like we're back to basics a little bit. Like we're back to the roots of the show. And I got to say, it feels good. I, I'm, I'm not going to learn anything this season. I'm not going to grow as a person. I'm also not going to feel guilty for watching. I'm not going to be sad. You know what I mean? Sometimes I I appreciate the the lessons that we've learned over the last few seasons. But sometimes I just want a dumb show to watch. You know what I mean? Life is tough. There's mm-hmm. dark shit all around. Like sometimes I just want my reality TV to be reality TV. And it felt like that's what we're getting into. Do you guys agree in that sense in terms of whatever drama we get is going to be contained in the Bachelor world? Yeah, yeah. Totally. 
it definitely seems that way. I mean, obviously we're basing it off of what a preview of the, of the season and uh, the one episode, but mm-hmm. like you said, it did seem very uh, rudimentary in the fact that it just seemed like you're, you know, you're getting back to the very, uh, very crux of what the show, the show is. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm actually, I was very skeptical of Katie. I think she's going to be a little cringy, but that's okay. I'm actually in on her though. I feel like she's a, she is a bit of a palate cleanser in terms of, like she she is down to earth she is down to have fun she's down to kiss as many guys as as she's into on the first like i think she i'm I'm not saying like oh she doesn't want to be too sexually liberated but she was just her like she wasn't leaning into that bit too much it just seemed like she was actually being herself that was the thing that i was worried about like oh is she gonna try to play into this kind of character that they built her up as no i thought she was awesome now I, I do like the the friendship dynamic between her and, and Tasha and Kaylin as well. That's something that like, I'm glad that they're not trying to do their best Chris Harrison impression, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, girl squad, we're your friends. We're coming in as like your, your homies, which is completely different. I, I like yeah. it. How about you guys? How'd you feel about them? I think like, like you said, like the friend dynamic is great. And I... I really like how it's like not like they're not like hosting like when the guys were coming in they were sitting back like with the popcorn like just chatting like girls like just like they do like they would and I thought it was a really good dynamic and I don't know how they're gonna do like the rest of the season but like as far as the the intro goes I, I think they killed it so. It was funny how Caitlin did seem uh, legit. And I appreciate it because she was actually um, like accepting the gravity of the, the role. She seemed nervous before saying, gentlemen, this will be the final rose of the evening because you know, that's such a, a moment, especially in the first episode. And, uh, and she did well, she crushed it. I mean, it's like seven words, but still, <laughs> I thought it was good. And, uh, and last thing for just my, my kind of initial thoughts, it seems like a, I'm not that jaded on this group of guys. I was very skeptical coming in. Not the hottest group, but they're definitely, they're way more handsome than they show in their pictures. This I, It's really a testament to guys don't know how to take good pictures of themselves, right? A lot of these guys look goofy as hell. That's funny. So right before, right before you hopped on, David, I was actually saying to Gary, this is based off their, their website uh, profile pictures. Yeah, so sure. different than the ones that were initially uploaded to, to Facebook for that, that initial one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that initial release i think their profile pictures look better than what they look like in person fair enough okay like uh, their headshots agree to disagree that's okay fair These enough guys don't know how to do their hair like nobody oh. none of them oh it's a bad hair season dude even season. even james who i i told you carson I, I have a hot take to do with james we said it right away hunk of hunks like he hunk, is a hot hunk dude. of a man but rinse that hair out dude what's going on gel yeah what's going on that's not gel that's a Lego hair <laughs> plastic. He's got like, it's plastic made of, scene. it's made of, uh, yeah. Painted ivory. It's just <laughs> p- puts it on every morning. It's uh, technically illegal to wear Crisco. in America. <laughs> but, uh, okay. That's fair. Um, I, I also think Katie did a good job and maybe we can get into this when we get to the rose ceremony, but I just want to touch on it quick. She did a good job of getting rid of the losers early. No offense to the losers I'm about to mention, but we were very skeptical of Jeff, the, the skin salesman slash RV King. We're going to get into him more. I'm sure <laughs> Brandon who like, we're talking about shitty hair. Brandon's the poster yeah. child for uh, not doing your hair at home during quarantine. It's like a Andy Warhol um, mixed with like, I don't know, every dude at the bar. Like it's, it doesn't work <laughs> if you're a regular guy with that haircut, you have to be a revolutionary yeah. creative person. And, and Gabriel 
um, who, I mean, she threw him out the door too, which thank God after that hug. I mean, she got rid of the weirdos early and, and yeah, a couple stuck around. A couple stuck around, which is always good as which well. Is good, yep. And we'll we'll get into them, but okay, let's jump into the entrances. Who were there any entrances that really stood out to you guys? Uh, stood out in like a good way. <laughs> in any way, I, I've know, got a few. You know down. what I will say is that one thing I don't know, I don't I don't know if I like this, and we were just talking about how it kind of went back to um, what we know the Bachelor and the Bachelorette to be. Um, what I didn't like though, there's almost too many goofy entrances now. Like, oh, what? wow. We, we're very, we're very split on this coop on this whole episode. And, Cause go ahead. But I, I agree. I just but, think yeah. that like, I maybe saw five guys come out of a limo and everyone else is riding on tricycles, coming in a box, wearing a cat outfit. Like just, I, I understand like a, bring a prop or something like that. Do your thing. I'm saying we're allowing too many guys to drive pickup trucks and RVs in this place. Okay. Like I now I totally agree. I'm not a gimmick guy. I've been on record. Like if I'm going on this show, I'm having a very like I'm having a thing, a very eloquent and genuine thing that sure. I'm gonna say to and her, I, yeah. but I'm coming out of a limo. But we I think we definitely got less gimmicks than we normally do. Because really we yeah, especially with Bachelorette. It's been a while yeah. since we've seen like a proper Bachelorette, right? With Tasha and Claire, I'm sure they were limited with what they could do. Yeah. Um, but normally, I feel like we get a lot more gimmicks. Like I felt like we got at least a few more li- because I totally agree. Like Gimmick City, yeah. it's like oh geez, man. But let's talk about let's talk about Andrew's British accent because we see a lot of Andrew come in early and uh, and he talk he's talking before like oh I'm going to sweep her off her feet blah blah blah. Look, British accents are cool. It's not so cool that you should try to center your whole personality around it. I, I couldn't tell if he was joking or if he has multiple personality disorder. It's, it, I don't know. I thought it's, it's just weird to me. Again, it was an innocent joke. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. It was obviously innocent. But it is weird to me to start your relationship off with a lie. Like the first thing you've <laughs> yeah. ever said to a girl is not true it's like why is that your instinct i don't know i'm sure i'm reading into it too much but it's just such a weird move it also makes your normal self so much less hot by comparison she was like oh you're american right he goes yeah i'm from chicago (laughs) fuck man i just thought you were some mysterious british football player and now you're just some chicago guy who couldn't make the cubs uh also last tidbit about andrew if you guys have anything to say on him too he is clay's cousin i don't know if you remember oh really? if you remember of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. um nicole i just don't think i'm ready for a long-term relationship but also <laughs> like he's talked like that but was also like this big <laughs> um, nicole i just don't think that i'm ready for something serious right now. <laughs> like he talked like he may uh, i'm not gonna say it now but uh i think who probably knows what i'm gonna say but um <laughs> Yeah, that, that was just hilarious, too, because we loved ragging on Clay. But uh, what'd you guys think of the box? Because, dude, Amelia, too, who we loved, we had the podcast, she was adamant that the box was going to be Blake. And I noticed, I don't know if she's going to end up watching, she didn't mention, she didn't mention that slip up on her recap. She uh-huh. just glided right over she's, it. Yeah. Like, we knew it was James the whole time. Like, no, everyone thought it was Blake Moynes in the box. It ended up being James. What were your thoughts on that, that entrance? Because he was in there for a while. Uh, I, I gotta give the commitment to him, I, I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll, I'll give him this. I, I got him some screen time for sure. I got everyone talking about him the whole night. Yeah. Um. Especially when you pop out of the box and you're kind of a hunk, right? Like, well, I mean, it helped that he was super hot. It'd yeah. be different if like he pops out and it's, it's like wah, wah, wah. five foot two and like, five two. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's not beat on. around the bush. It 
if it, he popped out and he was Brandon. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Push the box back out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, his suit was immaculate too. Mm. Dear Lord, that man dressed like they something called him tells Jay me. Something tells me he wasn't in that box the whole time. No chance. Whoa. Well, he was sweaty, okay. Though. He was. So let's sweaty. let's go behind let's go behind the scenes because yeah. I I don't know if people like maybe we'll get some feedback on this. I don't know if people like if we go like behind the 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 fourth wall and and talk about the yeah. production. But I think I know exactly what happened. I was thinking last night like the logistics behind it. <laughs> It was an intriguing concept. First of all, it made me care about who was in the box. I was paying attention. Uh, but he had to regret the decision, first of all, because I don't think he realized Absolutely. how long he'd be in there. It's like, I haven't seen anyone, met anyone, met her this whole he, time. He probably would have been in there for three hours. Yeah, and and talking to Kenny and Ed, like, we know those nights are longer than they show, too. Like, yeah. he was probably in there for legitimately four hours. Yeah. But I guarantee, it, like, it wasn't his idea. The producers were like, oh, no, what Katie would love is if you were in this you box. You got this box, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guarantee they also said, we'll make sure you make it through the first night if you do it. No doubt. They gave him that promise. And it's like, oh, okay, first of all, it might work. I'm sure they were pitching that it's a fantastic idea. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm guaranteed to not go home first, which is super embarrassing. Embarrassing. So I think that must have been the case because otherwise you're like, have you have you seen my face? I, <laughs> this is I don't think we're meant to. I'm supposed to cover this up, but uh, I don't know. I I do like James. I'll get into him a, a bit later. Now, goddamn, the world is gonna fall in love with Connor B once he's dressed like a fucking human. But he comes out in the the cat suit. Dude, ah, man, I'm gonna be on the wrong side of history with Connor B. I know it already. The people love him. He's nice, but I, I get fucking weird vibes. Yeah, from him, but man. he's what are your a, thoughts. He's bonko, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's nuts. All the people I was watching with loved him, but I was just sitting there silent. Oh, of course, like, I know exactly who you're watching with. Sure. Yeah. Of course, one girl in particular loved him. It's like the softest, <laughs> least. I, yeah, it's like a little marshmallow of a guy. But, <laughs> dude. And you've you've both said like I love dogs. If there's a dog at a social event, a party, like I'm going up, I'm snuggling. With, I love dogs. If someone came up in a dog suit, I'd be like, "What?" It, you know, we were actually joking about this uh, yesterday. I don't know if it was in reference to this. No, it wasn't Coop because the episode hadn't come out yet. That was dumb. But uh, <laughs> we were talking about it's a lot like Home Improvement. How they yes. like, <laughs> oh, you like basketball? We've actually turned your uh, kitchen coffee to we filled your fridge with basketballs, and you now actually <laughs> live in a basketball. Your car uh, rides on four giant basketballs. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, oh, you like cats? How about I become a fucking cat, Katie? Would you like that? I became a little kitty cat, like, dude. I and think you know she what? Liked it though. It well, she that, loved it. She we need to talk. We need to talk about that yeah. too. Mm. Um, okay, so as a, as an initial gimmick, coming out of the limo, whatever he came out of, I don't know, a litter box or something like that. <laughs> coming out in that thing, sure, okay, I'll, I'll give you a pass on it. Hate it, don't like it, think you're <laughs> dumb, but whatever. The fact that you keep that thing on all uh, night. This is where we're gonna disagree again. And you. Bro, did you see his pause? Yeah, dude, first of all, we're going to, okay, this is the time. Gary, if you wouldn't mind writing down a timestamp, because we're putting that picture of Katie making out that I, I snapped last night right the, there. The with furry the cat, pause. With the furry pause on, on her, her face. face. Yeah. Dude, so funny. But I think it's so, because the bit, it's one of those bits, and we love doing this shit, Cooper. It's like funny, and then dumb, 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 <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. 
fucking hilarious. Like, if you ride that wave long enough, yeah. it gets so funny. It was For the sure. same thing with, like, Jay during Clarentatious season. He came in with a straight jacket, and he couldn't drink a drink or do anything. And he was just chilling on the chair the whole time. Like, <laughs> the whole night. Yeah, I wonder if I'm going to get to talk to her. Like, dude, you can't get up, man. And so I, I kind of laughed. Like, if you're going to do the cat suit, you can't go to the washroom and be scrubbing it off your face. Like, no, dude, that's your thing now. I hope yeah. you're ready to commit to it. That's just who you uh, are he now. was committed. I don't know if you guys noticed, but like after they made out, his makeup was like fucked up. And he retouched it. He like, well, you got to in this day and age. The whiskers. You better, you better, because he doesn't know what he looks like. Like, if it spreads too far, it starts to get real offensive real quick. (laughs) And same with it rubbed on Katie's face too. And so they obviously touched her up. But uh, dude, it was also so funny. I was going to talk about this later, but it's just hilarious when he was disappointed about not getting the uh, first impression rose, and he's in the little cat suit. I know he just. (laughs) Kind of pouts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I cannot take you serious right now. When she was talking to Greg, like giving him the first rose, I was waiting for them to pan over to the window, and he's just like sitting in the window, sitting in the window with his paws yeah. up. Well, dude, he was like pawing at the door and like playing <laughs> with the ribbon, like he was playing into it. Which, which was I, I funny. will say, when you went from funny to dumb, dumb, dumb to back up to funny at yeah. the very end, when they were having a toast, like right, like two minutes before the episode was over. Yeah, he was just like. He's also kind of short, so he's at oh. the very, very back like this. I always see his like little whiskers yeah. popped up. I noticed that his fuzzy hand like, goes in. He's trying to like <laughs> angle himself into the toes. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in here too. I'm in here too. Yeah, he does not make eye contact too. That was very weird when she was talking. Yeah, to him. and he kept like, that. yeah, man, it freaked me out. I, yeah. I texted you right away. I was like, this dude, you gotta look. You gotta look at her. Yeah, that's like. like 90%, what is it? I think it's nine, no, 60% of all communication is nonverbal. Like right? we had bad James last season, now we have, we have this. <laughs> the opposite, yeah, <laughs> a, a opposite end of the spectrum. But at least Katie, Katie appears to be a very normal, good kisser, which is yeah. good, a good start to uh, to a season. Now, I'll talk about a, cu- a couple more. We'll run through them quick. Gabriel, that hug, I mean, the fact that, the, the weirdest part, the hug was weird. The worst part was that he called it, his favorite hug. Can I show you my favorite hug? Hey, my man. Oh, why do you have the hug? Why, why do you have variations of hugs? Yeah. What are the, what are the other dude. hugs? Overall, it was just murderous. I feel like that was the last thing a lot of women have felt uh, in their <laughs> lives. I, I would almost guarantee it before being killed. Um, and we talked about this, Coop. Look, we knew there would be a lot of uh, sex puns. Courtney, first of all, Courtney. Uh, I, <laughs> that name, I, I died every time. Oh like, all, every time it was mentioned. I'm sorry. Maybe there's more male Courtney's out there, but... Not There's spelled not. like that. No, it was, it's hilarious because they like tried to masculinize it by, yeah. by changing the name. Like, no, no, Courtney, like a quart of milk. Is that cooler? I don't know. But Cody, the sex doll, like that was so close to working. But he just talked about the doll too long, like too specific with the doll. Yeah, He's like, oh, it, her name's Sandy. We've been spending a lot of time together. It's like, is this dude, your actual when, doll? When he went back to get it, like I, he came out with, it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a hit with Katie because of obviously her entrance last uh, last season with with Matt James. It was hilarious. And I'm like, this is right up her alley." And then you're right, bro. We can't be naming it and going into that much detail about it and how that doll kept you warm over the week. Like, yeah, yeah. Like doing, it was just dude? too many specifics. You got to yeah. go. Like I would have just showed it to her and been like, "Well, I'm glad I don't need this anymore," and then yeah. thrown it. Exactly, right? and it, and then it did not need to be sitting in the couch on the couch. No, you that. don't bring it with you. Yeah. That's the point. No. It's like, hey, you're here now. Also, yeah. a doll is forty times creepier than a dill. Like, it's not even, yeah. it's not even comparable. Um, but that being said, generally, I, I thought there were less gimmicks, and I thought the ones that were used for the most part kind of worked better. Like trays was okay. 
that one dude brought a fish and be like i'm a catch can we uh, can we talk about the, okay. the 200 year old like uh family heirloom that we I, you know what <laughs> i think ridiculous. i think there's a chance that that was real and that he saw her face and was and like it was like oh, oh, never mind i just picked this up of the way here i'm not a creep yeah, then she like, threw it out he's like digging yeah. through the trash after he's like fuck damn it michael uh yeah michael saying. he looks a lot like sean hayes from will and grace if you guys know who that is i thought uh he was a dead ringer for uh for him but okay let's talk about katie uh meeting the man i thought thomas who's like tall really thomas the way i'm describing tall dark and handsome coop you may remember him as the exceptionally sweaty guy as well very very sweaty exceptionally I mean, he mm-hmm. is a low-key front runner for me um especially after the initial edit i like how he's coming across but we'll see greg you know greg is tough man he seems genuine but he was very nervous and yeah and a- a bit too adamant when she was like joking with them she's like oh are you nervous he goes yeah yeah i'm nervous i really want to do whoa chill the fuck out like yeah, you know, like, he was a little too jittery for me all night like mm-hmm. i i don't know like he, i think it was greg that i was telling you i just felt like he was speaking like a high school kid to me like he was just i don't know yes. a lot of a lot of likes like like this like that like that mm-hmm. he was right. extremely nervous for sure yeah, yeah it was uh understandable but Greg wasn't really uh, doing it for me. Yeah, it was, it, it, the first impression rose. It threw me off completely. I really for have sure. no. I like after that. I have no idea what type of guy Katie likes. Confidence, hotness, horniness. I don't know what. I well, don't know what she. Well, wants. you know what? When when um oh hold on, what's his name? When John stepped out of the uh, the limo oh, and after he oh, he talked with her, she goes uh, she goes that's my type. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, fair that dude. I think he has one of the nicest smiles I've ever seen. First yeah, of all, smile is great. He, yeah, and I, I actually like his personality too. Um, I don't, I don't mind John. I actually hope he sticks around. Yeah, that was John a, was a fine, but also like just saying like that's my type. Like that didn't, really didn't narrow it down for me. Like I well, still don't know what he doesn't look like. Matt James. He doesn't look like Greg. He doesn't yeah, look yeah, so... like the. Yeah, I mean it's it's all the which is and that's what she said. They all look different. Yeah, like she did say she didn't have a type, and then she's like, "Yep, yeah, that's my that's my type. He looks like my next boyfriend." That's okay, cool. Um, but I don't know. It's now. We talked about Connor B. We don't need to uh, to get <laughs> back in him. But again, uh, they, they seem to, like, Katie really, really likes him. Let's jump into Jeff quickly because he goes home. Look, he definitely got shafted with his profession, right? Like, that was – it's not what he does. Like, so I'm sure he's not it's a door-to-door salesman of, of skin, right? Like, he's definitely working with hospitals for he burn victims be. or whatever. But after that, okay, he might, fair point, Gary. Because be. we said that we gave him the benefit of the doubt because, like, hey, Kenny got screwed over with his occupation, et cetera. What's up with the RV, dude? Like, has anyone been worse at picking up signals too? He's like, oh, she's loving it, dude. You put out a veggie platter from the variety store, like the way there, street (laughs) on the way there. It looks horrible. I, I guess it was a joke of like, oh, I bet the producers again said like, oh, leave some laundry out. That would be super funny. Yeah. Then he goes, this is this is the cleanest it's ever been. He's like, usually my my boxes are right where you're sitting or something like that. She. Well, yeah, and he was also saying stuff like, oh, I'm. He told her like eight times that he wasn't gonna murder. Or it's like, oh, I didn't slip anything in your drink. Like, oh, don't get in a van with a stranger. It's like, d- dude, uh, again, it goes from like funny to really creepy, creepy, creepy. And he never had the chance and to it build it back up. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. When it goes creepy, it doesn't come back. It, what you get? No, no, 
there is no coming back really like it's you can do a gone. bit with us the viewers but with the girl it's like well i have 30 other people who don't know yeah, exactly. so i'll probably just take my odds <laughs> with them um and then we get uh, very quickly we get the most random beef ever we don't get any lead up whatsoever but i loved that moment between aaron and cody the blow-up doll guy where aaron's just like i don't like you bro i don't like you i don't and cody's like what okay. He's like, i just don't like you bro accept it he's like well i don't really have a choice i, I thought i missed something but that was insane it was just nothing it, well exactly david texts me and goes wait 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 i i literally thought they were joking for a sec because I, what now, happened I, no so here's the thing i think it must have just simply come out of nowhere because the show loves nothing more than to lead up to something like that. Like show the little petty comments yeah. of Aaron being like, what's up mm-hmm. with the blow up doll? Like what's this guy or, or Cody being like, Oh, Aaron's got a weird like star tattoo behind his ear. And he's a grown <laughs> man. Like, I don't know, but th- we didn't get anything. So I have to imagine like they, I think Aaron, he came across to me as like pretty intoxicated. So it was one of those situations where maybe he was like got bumped into and like, it just happened so quick. Yeah. But oh, he was uh, definitely but it made me man, realize like- when he went back inside after yeah. they're like, uh, is everything good? He go, he's like, just smiling saying like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He just like, yeah, he forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. What are you talking? What the, Hey bro, what the fuck? You, am I <laughs> yeah, good? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, it made me realize how much I love drama and I do accept that. I, I do. I need a few more shitty people to emerge. Now I got to say, I'll, I'll give you my hot take for James right now. It is very hot, very hot because I don't think his entrance was his fault. Again, I'm saying that like he had almost no control over it. In the very early, I think James might be a future bachelor. Oh, I think he's handsome. And all the guys said how charming and like personable he was right off the bat. And so it's like, okay, he's got a great personality. Takes a lot of confidence to be like, no, I'm going to stay in the box. He was very yeah. cool. And all the guys were like, get out of the box, blah, 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 blah. I love um, how they were mad about yeah. the box. Dude, of course they, they haven't even met. It's one at a disadvantage. One guy who was exceptionally mad about it too, or not mad, but like involved, is Carl, Carl the motivational yeah. speaker, man. Dude, I kind of have a bone to pick with Carl, man. Dude, I, I like that. A few dude. listeners say that a lot of people not liking Carl. I, I totally agree. I think he's going to be a, a low key bully slash villain. Maybe yeah, bully, I, but like, gonna... I think he's a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, a villain. Yeah, I don't think bully, but I think villain for sure. I also hate like motivational speaker. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people under 50 years old should really be, maybe 40 years old should be allowed to be motivational speakers. Like how, so how much yeah. have you experienced? What are you, how can yeah, you exactly. leave me you have to have done something? Like, yes. Yeah. What could you have done? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you have to, have like his accomplishment something. is being a motivational speaker. So like it doesn't yes. really work like that. No. Now let's jump into, unless you guys have any other notes on any of the guys, cause I was going to jump into the rose ceremony next. I just want no. to touch on Brandon real quick. Let's do it. Let's Did do it. Up. Kill somebody. And then like, they had to cut him out of the show. We didn't get, and that's that the thing about the previews. Words. We're going to keep doing the previews, of course, because people love them and we love doing them, but it's impossible to project who's got like so many of the guys we talked about almost went home. The guys who me and Amelia both thought might go right to the end. Hot Kyle. We, we'd gotten almost nothing from him, yeah. right? He was the boxer brief guy. He looked hot. Less hot than his picture. That's one example. Yeah, he, Kyle definitely looked less hot than his picture. I felt like we fair were just enough. talking about him so much in the bios, and then yeah. he just literally said zero words and then went home. A lot of people, <laughs> a, a lot of people are like that, dude. A lot, yeah, I, I totally agree. I was a little disappointed, but it did uh, the rose ceremony when we we get that pan out. There are 
4 million guys. I'm always shocked by the sheer volume of dudes that we get. Oh my God. Yeah. We and... were watching with someone who was watching for the, the first time. Oh yeah. And uh, as one of our friends, and he, he's one of those guys who, who definitely wasn't into the idea of the bachelorette beforehand. And so it was kind of a hard sell. How do you like, like it? By he's the like, way. yo, how, how many guys are we going to go through here? I'm like, we're not even halfway through. Like we are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even try to really learn that. Like I obviously do know some names. I am proud of myself. That I've remembered mm-hmm. a, a few, but um, I'm normally pretty bad with it for a few weeks. And it's like, yeah, because we're going to lose a lot of them. Yeah. So it's not even worth knowing a lot of these guys. He, he but, was sold uh, on it by then though. The cringe fest really, really saved it. For, yeah. Now, and honestly, Katie, at the end, I realized, like, there's still so many guys. We were doing that toast. Yeah, when they all came around, I was like, oh, they only got rid of eight. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. went from, when you go from 30 to 22, like, it's you're still having a shit ton of people there. I was thinking Katie may have asked for less roses to hand out. Like, uh, you know <laughs> what? I'm probably good with cutting seven or eight more. Like, okay, so, slow your roll, Katie. Yeah. Slow your roll. But, yeah, Always it's a weird week. group. Now, looking ahead, all, all I'll say is it looks like – I honestly think it looks like a great season. I'm, I'm honestly – I said Blake Moyes, he's that guy where it's like the bit and then we get sick of him. And now we've gotten so much Blake Moyes that I kind of am happy to have him back again. And apparently I'm no spoilers, but apparently it's not a Heather situation. Apparently he is actually a part of the season. We're not just getting teased here and he does play um, an actual role so i'm very excited for that we also see um we get an ambulance appearance we got some sports beefs like on those sporty dates we got some beefs there with over competitive guys which is always awesome i'm excited dude i think the the season itself looks really good and i think there's gonna be we didn't talk about mike the virgin virgin mike i think Mm. that is a very spicy i actually don't i don't hate virgin mike um but I, I also don't hate the ring of that name. And I think Virgin Mike, that might be your nickname for the season. Unfortunately, <laughs> my man, I think it's stuck. Once I say it a few times, I think it's locked in. It's hot. Kyle and Virgin Mike are, uh, are gearing up uh, for a rivalry, but I don't know. I'm excited. What are your thoughts on the rest of the season? Are you guys hopeful, optimistic? Um, you know hmm. what? I, I, I will say this going into this season based on uh, what we generically knew about everything i i thought you know what it's gonna be a bit of a cringe fest and don't get me wrong last night was a cringe fest um but i can see what you're saying when you're saying like you're, you're a bit more optimistic for the season you know what yeah. i don't think it's gonna be a, like a wash by any means I, I think i'll I'm, i think it's gonna be a good season yeah and I that was my so. reflection of like i i had my expectations were geared to the last couple seasons where it was madness where it wasn't normal yeah. where we were having a tough like dude I, I'm happy to talk about stuff that matters, but like we were coming on here and like how, talking about race relations and like how we're depicting different demographics on TV. It's like, again, totally fair. And it's stuff you got to talk about when it's coming up on the show, but I'm just, look, I'm ready for the simple idiocy and shallowness yeah. of reality for TV. Sure. And I kind Let's of felt like it. this season was going to go uh, off the rails. And you know what, that, uh, that first episode kind of just put, put everything back into back into its place for me so i think that's uh that's good yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think it's just gonna be classic you know trashy bachelorette tv i think we're back to our roots like yeah I, I think we are back to our roots i i totally agree now guys i don't know i 
And again, we got a shout out uh, to Chicks in the Office because we stole this segment from them. We always give them credit for it. Um, it's not really a segment. It's just our high <laughs> and low of the season. But uh, And we even call it a different name. But still shout out to them, whatever. But give me your th- thorn first. We'll start with your negative of the episode. I have a couple written down, but they're quick. I'll, I'll let, let's, start with, uh, let's start with you, Coop. What was your thorn? Oh, my thorn on this episode? I don't I just... I think I'm going to go against the green here. We already discussed this, but mm. I think my thorn just has to be the cat suit. I, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't get over that. I think that's just such a whack move. And like the fact that he, he kind of acted like a cat all night. He was kind of like, like slithery and like kind of, kind of just quiet. And like, <laughs> when you said he pouted when he didn't get the, uh, the first impression rose, he did. He looked like a cat, bro. And you know what? Big thorn for me. That was actually bugging me. No, that's fair. I'm out. I'm out on the cat suit. I know you are, but if you're gonna wear it, it may as well keep it on. I know, but I I know there's a lot of listeners out there who are probably thinking you could never be the man that cat cat man is. You might like a lot of people are gonna think you're on the wrong side of history, and he's a nice guy. He is a don't get me wrong, dude. Good, wholehearted dude for sure. But you're a human. But you're you're a human being. Trying yeah. to marry another human. It's baby. not even okay. like he likes cats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's her. <laughs> he hates cats. It was a night full of self-loathing. He's like, fuck, I knew you couldn't get this, you stupid little mangy feline. You stupid little runt. All right. How about you, Gary? What uh, what turned you off this episode? I'm going to have to give it to our fellow Canadian, Brendan. Mm. When, you're, when you're a Canadian on the show, you got to know you're representing the whole country because you're doing it solo. Yeah, I think he just—he uh, didn't—he didn't represent us well. I don't think. Wow, you're not a. Fa- I thought he was going to be a bigger deuce than he was, but he did pull out the was, ball he hockey. Was all right, but he pulled—I don't know. I don't know. Some yeah, just weren't feeling him. I'm, I'm, I'm some much tall hair. Root for Blake. He's a much better, sure. much better candidate for me. So yeah. That's hey, totally fair. Now I'll run through. Uh, I got a few here. This one, I think you'll all agree with. Maybe Gary. Again, you were watching with some talkers, so maybe you missed this. <laughs> I probably but, uh, missed it. Kate and may, look, I think I'm guilty of it this very episode, but Katie's ice, man. Oh my gosh. That was so goddamn loud. Oh my gosh. So she obnoxious. Had, her first toast, it was clinking away. First of all, the guy handed her like a triple shot of whiskey. Is that her drink? It was a little <laughs> bit like, whoa, chill, dude. I got 30 conversations to I run definitely, through. I definitely missed that because we were watching outside. Oh, it was so loud. And man. everyone was talking, and I was like 20 feet away from the TV. So yeah. like, it just, yeah, there's no way in hell I would have heard that. So loud. I'm also going Carl. I just don't like, I don't like the motivational speaker yeah. aspect. I think he's, I, honestly, dude, sc- I, scumbag. I, I don't like him. Already? There's, something, ab- I, there's something about him, dude. There's just something about him. I don't like the name Carl either. There's something about a Carl with a K, man. I, if you're not Lagerfeld, I don't want you rocking Carl with a K. Just slap a C on that, like an Every day, what about Malone? Joe. I, yeah, Carl Malone, the actual like criminal. The guy's a pedophile. Yeah, I'm out on Carl Malone. It's uh, more evidence. The guy is a literal like one of the did one of the worst things you could do in the, the history of the world. Yeah, I mean Carl Malone out. This Carl, look, is he has, he's not a criminal, but I'm just well, I'm we don't not know. a fan. Bad vibes. <laughs> I guess we could, don't know. Could have a on this sheet. podcast, guilty until proven innocent. Now yeah, that's right. Of whatever crime. We're just going to throw the, the <laughs> title on you. Last one, Jeff. We talked about it. Just weird, creepy, dude. Uh, no one no one likes the RV. Now, what, let's get positive with it, though. Who, who's taking your rose? Let's start with you, Coop. Who's getting your rose this episode? Uh, two people are getting my rose, and that is our, our new hostess, hostesses 
uh, of the host season. Eye. Host eyes, uh, plural. Host eyes, plural. Like Gary was saying at the be- beginning of this episode, uh, absolutely love the the kind of the, the vibes that they're putting out. Oh, oh, did I freeze there? Nope, oh, you're we're good. good. Yeah, um, spectacular. Vibes. I was kind of loving, the, yeah, loving the loving the vibes they're putting out. I wasn't sure how they would kind of play it if they're going to kind of do a similar style to Chris Harrison and how he's kind of consistently done it over the years. Yeah. Um, and they didn't take that approach at all, and I I thought it worked. I loved it. I love them kind of befriending uh, Katie, and I think that's just it was well played, well executed. Spectacular. I couldn't yep. agree more. Uh, Gary, how about, how about yourself? Who's getting your rose? I'm going to have to give it to Greg. We're team Greg over here. You like it? You're a big Greg guy. Big okay. Greg guy. As soon as the episode started, one of your one of your best friends, I'll, I'll give his first name, Will, he loves calling, calling his shot, and he'll stick yeah. to it. And he called Greg from the beginning. Like As soon as we met Greg, he's like, this guy's going to the end. Well, and then he he'll the take this as a compliment. Yeah, he's got some Greggy qualities himself. He does, he's got does. some very Greggy <laughs> qualities. But no, I, I like Greg. I like that he got the first impression rose. And I think we're gonna see him open up a bit more. I know he was sure. kind of shy, but I, I like his chances. So Team if my Greg. boy Will is is in on Greg, then maybe I got to give him a second look because I, yeah. you know, he's nervous. We'll see how he warms exactly. up. We'll yeah. see. I'm giving it to. Uh, I'm glad you guys didn't say it because she earned it. I'm giving it to Katie, especially yeah. as a guy who I'm happy to say I was wrong. And we're going to get into us admitting we were wrong when we uh, jump into our NBA discussions. But uh, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. That's part of the game, dude. And so uh, I, I, I judged her early. I thought she's going to be corny. I was worried that she was going to play into the character too much. No. Season's Two thumbs up for Katie. Yet, season's-, season's, not yeah, over. season's not over yet. Season not over. Well, it, look again. Hasn't even begun. Very easy to look good on the first night. Yeah. But I'm optimistic moving forward. I have no reason to be negative heading into the season. So, uh, so I couldn't be more excited moving forward. Now, fellas, I believe it's time to jump in to our NBA segment. If you are ready. Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. Let's do it up. All right, we're going to start off with our NBA quick hits. I just have two for you today, guys, and then we'll jump into our rapid fire questions, and then we'll go through each series real quick. Brad Stevens becomes the Celtics president of basketball operations, steps down as head coach, as Danny Ainge steps down um, as GM, and <laughs> he's on a job in Utah, of course, or Portland. Like, is there anywhere else for that Danny Ainge can go from going to Boston to Portland? Like, oh my God, where's the one whiter city than Boston? Um, but you know what I, I thought of, my first thought when Brad Stevens stepped down? It's Larry Bird, what he said is when he started coaching the Pacers years ago, he said a coach only has three years to win or the team just starts to tune him out. And Larry was an incredible coach. And after those three seasons, that's what he did. He stepped down and went into the GM role. I think Stevens, look, Stevens has been there for eight years. That's crazy. I I know you're surprised by that, Coop. Eight years? Yeah, it is crazy. Eight years. And what I will say is this year's Celtics team – if you think about it, this was the first year where they they couldn't overcome any adversity. They made three conference finals in four years. They have a solid young core, but all those other years, it was like, okay, we're going against LeBron James in yeah. the conference finals with Tatum as a rookie. Like there was always, and they always rose to the challenge. This was the first year where they kind of fell short. It is, 
a very weird situation to uh, to take on for Brad Stevens, though. It is also amazing to think uh, Danny Ainge's tenure really began by fleecing the Nets, and then it ended with him <laughs> being decimated by the same team simply because New York is better than Boston as a free agent destination. It's like, yeah. you can take all their picks for 10 years. They're just going to get three of three the best agents, scores yeah. in the world and, and <laughs> decimate you. Yeah. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how Brad and Jess, obviously a very different role, but they have some moves that need to be made. It's not like they're just chilling this off season. Like if you look back on, they've, the Celtics are always a team that's uh, like, they're about to make some moves or they mm. make some moves. They don't quite work out. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving signed them both. Didn't work out. Kemba hasn't worked out. They don't have that treasure trove of picks anymore. They don't have a center or a reliable power forward. They have a bright future with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but it's also very uncertain. Like you have some moves to be made if you're Brad Stevens. So, uh, and again, the funny thing is, is people are, are calling this the most intriguing coaching job in the league coop, right? Of all the openings. Like, Oh, sure. well, I mean, their coach didn't want to coach them. Like, is it that intriguing? The guy who had the job, the guy who said, had the job said, I'm you know good. What? I'm Deuces. okay. I'm going to head up yeah. to the, to the like, office <laughs> it's a tough job it's a tough market and there are high expectations even when you don't have the talent there so i don't know i don't know who's going to go in there um but but very very interesting to see how deep uh, deep down are you kind of hoping fingers crossed even though like it's not going to happen are you open huh maybe uh maybe mike's going to take it to the big leagues shashevsky is that what you're hoping deep wow. down no, not at all. Zero percent of me. I don't want that that tainted. But I want him to be a Duke guy. Oh my yeah. gosh, it would be a nightmare because we've seen that. Your guy, Cal Perry, he came up and then whoop, get me out of there. I'm going back to. I'm taking my I'm ball going back going to, home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to where I'm comfortable. Uh, my last one here, I want to talk about. And Portland fans may get mad about this, but Damian Lillard's cryptic IG post after falling to the Nuggets. Dame took to Instagram and posted a picture of him exiting the arena with the caption. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation as a tribute to Nipsey Hussle, of course. Now, could have just been a shout out to the late, great Nipsey Hussle. But if I'm a Portland fan, I'm a little worried. Like, that's kind of, I don't know. That's that like, a little cryptic. You read, like, look, you have he's to know much, how that comes across. Well, he's pretty much just saying, like, how many times do I got to do this? Like, how many sure. times do I got to give it my all and, and just and fall short? And as of, I think yesterday, maybe even today, Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part mutually ways. Agreed, We're seeing yeah. a lot of that. Steve Clifford mutually agreed to part <laughs> ways, which is like, that's every person on the wrong end of a breakup being like, oh yeah, it was mutual. We both, we both agreed that uh, I wasn't what she was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, uh, they need another star. McCollum, he's not getting it done. Terry mm-hmm. Stotts is a good coach, but he had to go. They, they need a major shift. They're giving me strong 2018 Raptors vibes right now. I feel like Dame is the only superstar in the league that if he left to team up with someone else, fans would collectively accept it and celebrate it. So uh, I don't know. Do you see it? Here's, here's a question. Cause they might just say, look, you want a ring? Fair enough. We can get a ton back for you still, because you're still an absolute superstar, even on the wrong age of 30. Do you think there's any chance you want to give a percentage chance that Damian Lillard is not wearing a Portland Jersey next year? Uh, I'll give it a 20% chance. I honestly don't think he's leaving, but uh, I like to dream. Yeah, 20, 20 uh, Yeah, yeah, twenty or twenty-five. I think you think it's lower than that. Wow, dude, I'm Maybe. putting it like you're putting five. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Okay, I'd love to I'll see it cap happen. it at twenty. Yeah, I'd sure. like to see it happen. I think maybe my wishful thinking is going to bump me up a bit. Portland. I just want him to get a ring, man. It's it's not happening there. I, well, with uh, not within the next couple of years, and they're yeah. not looking at the wrong guy. Also, last thing on it. 
look, Terry Stotts had to go, but get that GM out of there, man. You need, you need more talent. The, the yeah. problem is like, not what the coach is doing with the guys on the floor. The problem is the guys on the, guys floor. On the floor. Yeah. yeah so uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Now let's jump into some rapid fire questions. We'll get producer Gary back in here for a moment. Guys, earlier last week, LeBron, t- or no, not earlier last week. This was earlier, a couple months ago, LeBron tweeted, it's all fun and games until the rabbit emoji got the gun and then a selection of other emojis ahead of the Lakers uh, game six matchup of the Suns. Now, after Phoenix eventually closed out the series following the game, Suns Jay Crowder went to Instagram to post a picture of him and LeBron with the caption, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun with, and this is very a weird thing that Jay Crowder always does, a period and then an exclamation mark. My man, <laughs> that's not grammatically correct, but he, he doesn't care. He doesn't care after that game six win. Fellas, when was the time your words came back to bite you? We'll start with producer Gary. All right. So I was trying to think of some like situation where I said something and it resulted in this like big drama, but like, I'm not a big drama guy. So like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Not at all. But there was this thing back in, I don't know, grade three or four or five, like around that time. And I I wasn't like a compulsive liar or anything, but anytime someone asked me if I'd seen a movie, I said yes. Oh, yeah. Anytime, regardless <laughs> if I had seen it or not, I probably did that too. That's and very little kid thing to do. Continue to ask me about, about the movie, like, oh, did you see when they like killed the dragon? I'd be like, no, I didn't see. I didn't see that part. <laughs> it's like that was the whole plot. Like, what do you what do you mean? I didn't see that part. <laughs> it's called <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah, okay. like I don't know why. And I, I, if you know me, I'm not a big movie guy, so I don't know why. Like that was my thing, but. I just, I did it all the time. If you had asked me dude, if I'd seen it, I, I would say yes. I don't know if that's a normal thing because I feel like I used to do it. Well, dude, I, I used to do it to like get, just move the conversation along. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. someone would be like, hey, that's exactly you heard this what song? I was thinking. It's like, I don't need you to tell me about this fucking three minute song for like yeah, literally as long as the song is. Like, yeah, I've heard it. And they can be like, it's good, right? Yeah, it's good. But yeah. sometimes someone gets a little too nosed and they go like, <laughs> exactly. What's your favorite lyric? Be like, uh, okay, you got me. You got me. That's a good yeah. one, Gary. All right, what that, you got, Coop? That is good, Gary. Actually, like, now that I think about it, I feel like I do that all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's probably come yeah. back. It's come back a few times to to bite me. Not like bad, yeah. but you're just kind of caught in an awkward yeah, situation. Caught, yeah. Weird situation. Right? I remember funny. a story. Yeah, you've told me a story of where that got. But go ahead, Coop. Yeah, maybe that's um, for okay, another so pod. Mine. Uh, I guess this didn't really come back and um, and bite me per se, but um, a few months ago. Um, I was, uh, working at my, my grocery store job and, uh, it was my first day back after being on a, a leave for a couple months. We had a bit of a COVID outbreak there and I was like, eh, I'll, I'll be back in, in a, in a couple months. So I come mm. back my first shift back. It's a closing shift. It's the dirty one thirty We call it cause it's one thirty to 10. Uh, it's around eight o'clock. Not much is happening. I'm the only one in my department at this point and I'm on, I'm on break and I'm, uh, at, at the store I'm at, our break room and our staff room is is upstairs on this kind of mezzanine on the second level. So you kind of oversee the entire store from up there. So I was just finishing up my break, just taking a sip of water, throwing it out. And I was looking over the railing and I see this, this man um, with a, with almost like a duffel bag slung over his shoulder, f- filled to the brim of meat. And I know where he's going. He's going to the front door because he's doing that. He's doing the quick shuffle. Right. And he's, he's not, a, he's he has no intention of paying. Shuffle. Yeah. The stolen meat shuffle. So I'm a part-time worker. I shouldn't really care about this kind of stuff, but sometimes it kind of irks me. All right. You're trying to pull a fast one on us. It, it bugs me. And we're not supposed to do anything. You're not really supposed to confront them or, or certainly not touch them by any means. Um, you're supposed to just let someone know and, and nothing really gets done about it. So anyways, 
he's he's making a beeline to the, the door and I run down the stairs and um, from the kind of the landing on the stairs, you can see into the front lobby. So he's in the lobby at this point and I start pounding on the glass into the lobby and he looks up at me, quickly gives me the, the middle finger and keeps shuffling. And I said, oh no, you don't. I run outside. At this point, I'm standing on the curb and he's, uh, he's in the, like, the, the laneway, I guess, in the middle of the road. Yeah. He turns around and goes, F off, buddy. I'll F you up. Oh, yeah. And we got customers standing there like, I can't look a fool. So I said, oh, yeah? Why don't you come back here? Let's find out. With no intention, zero intention of getting in a, in a scrap. But then the guy stops and actually puts down the bag and thinks about it for a second. That's a man who's willing to pull out a dirty syringe. I'll tell you that right now. Well, that's just it. So I'm thinking, I'm going to get poked by a needle here. Like, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I doing? And he's standing in the, like, cars had to stop because this guy is in the middle of the road. And he's yelling at me saying, like, he's going to, he's going to mess me up. He's going to come over there and he's going to fight me. And I just keep, I don't know why. I just kept giving it back to him. I said, yeah, let's come on, come on back in, man. Let's come on back in. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out then. And pretty much meeting fight wasn't gonna fight him yeah. i was thinking in my head oh my god please please just pick up your bag and go like take the stuff i don't care at this point and anyways he ends up picking up the bag and starts walking throughout the parking lot and i hit him with the classic yeah that's what i thought <laughs> yeah you won that one there we go that's you, funny as he's walking away with 200 dollars worth yeah. of <laughs> yeah. that's a win for me but uh, that uh, almost came back back to bite me that's sure. funny. Now I got two. I gotta. Uh, I gotta run through one real quick because hey, shout out to dude. I love. I know what I love. It. Doing a sports podcast. If you get a take wrong, if you call out a team and say they're losing, it's over. Blah blah blah. And then you're wrong, dude. Those fans deserve to come at you and be like, you're sure. fucking wrong. Sure, hell yeah, I love yeah. it, and that's fair. So we put up a clip of like, hey. The Knicks are coming back and they're going to win this in game seven. I think this is after game one of the Hawks series. And I was like, you know what? I just, I'm just trusting. I respect the Hawks, but I'm just trusting the Knicks defense a bit more. And then after they lost someone, um, and he's actually, I believe he subbed to us because uh, some people you can see if they're public, some of you can't, but he, he commented, um, with a skull emoji, F-O-H, fuck out of here, which I, I love. And that's all it was. It was a very like, fuck out of here with the skull emoji. And so I responded and I was like, uh, like uh, something like LMAO freezing cold take, all respect to Trey Young. Like we were wrong. Like I'm happy. Hey, that is a great response. You don't have to be like, Hey, you're a fucking idiot, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But fuck out of here. That's a perfectly valid uh, reply. And so I love that. You know, yeah, you got to keep... Uh, so my words came back to bite me there. Second time, and people are going to roll their eyes. I'm going to run through the story quick because people know this one. I know. I've said it verbatim. But it did come up just last weekend. Once again, one of <laughs> one of, one of our good... Well, Will, his younger sister, I've driven with, with her on a, a trip mm-hmm. to visit um her her twin brother um in in ottawa and so we were driving their their family car and it has lane assist and so basically long story short i was driving for like four to six hours um on a highway and i go pretty fast i'm chilling in the left lane whatever that's what it's there for and uh, and i was saying the whole time like man this lane assist is so helpful like it's actually so nice to to like be able to Take like you know know you're gonna and snooze and then i'm like so how do you turn it off uh once we get in the city and she goes uh what uh wait sorry what do you mean i'm like how do you turn off the lane assist and i had been driving for six hours thinking i had lane assist on and it was never on at any point in my driving trip but 
But I tell that story because it's funny. And, you know, as stories go, this is what happens. People take it to extremes. It gets blown out of proportion. And she was retelling the story to our friend group and being like, it was crazy. He was barely touching the wheel. (laughs) It was insane. I don't know how he survived. Let's chill out a bit. Because, dude, it's six hours like it wasn't like we were going towards the meeting like lane assist take the wheel you've got this i believe the good people at honda know what they're doing i obviously knew what i was doing because we made it there alive so i was touching the wheel enough but uh, that was a hilarious one where i told the story as like self-deprecating and now everyone thinks it's just a miracle that the car like that god literally they literally think jesus took the wheel for us but yeah that uh and that's the last time i ever ever tell a story where i'm on the wrong end of it no that's not true tune in next week i'm sure some <laughs> bullshit thing will happen will to me again. Up. all right let's jump into uh we're just going to go through playoff previews every series our predictions we're going to run through each one now let's start in the west the series that that has yet to kick off it might kick off tonight i don't know tonight or tomorrow we got the utah jazz versus the la clippers the clippers obviously coming off a seven game duel against uh obviously the dallas mavericks and and luka Doncic, a tough test now coop how will you hit me with because i'm going to pull up caleb's prediction here um so how will you hit me with your prediction for this series i'm always in a route against the clippers it's just in my blood yeah i'm gonna go with utah in hmm, i'm going between two right now i'm gonna go utah in seven i I think this one i think it's gonna go the distance yeah, it's going to be a long series. A little bit. I was love. I, I love picking a seven game series because it's a little bit of a hedge too, right? Yeah, like, hey, for sure. I respect both teams. I respect both teams. <laughs> I, dude, this is tough, and I'm seeing so many people split on this one now. Caleb was going Clips in seven. I'm going Clips in six, but a lot of people are going. A lot of people are going Jazz. And let me tell you why that's kind of a fair case to play devil's advocate against myself real quick. Kawhi has struggled against Utah since coming to the Clippers. It's actually, I looked this up. Uh, well, I mean, courtesy of John Schumann, NBA.com, <laughs> but it's his worst opponent statistically. And there's definitely a scenario in which uh, Gobert gets played off the floor, but if he can stay on the floor, he is very, very good at keeping Kawhi out of the paint, which is again, very tough to do. We'll see if, if Rudy can't match up, if he can't stay on the floor though, then that hurts the Jazz's three-point shooting so much. We might even see Serge Ibaka, or, or I doubt this, but Boogie Cousins maybe get dusted off this series just to stretch the floor a little bit. We'll see. But the Clippers literally just faced a fantastic three-point shooting team. So I feel like they're well-prepared. My only issue with the Jazz is that there is a ton of pressure on guys like Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles. Yeah. Despite it being a team difference, I don't know if they stand a chance against Kawhi right now. Uh, Like, I I don't know if the Jazz on the other end of the floor, too, have enough consistent firepower. Yes, Bogdanovich, he's going to have a big series because if you remember last year in the bubble, all the Jazz fans were saying, well, yeah, we blew a 3-1 series lead, but if we had Bogdanovich, it would have been a completely different story. Well, okay, let's see. Um, I know I'm underrating Donovan Mitchell. I know I'm being a bit disrespectful right now. That's what all Utah fans would say. But I'm taking a single superstar over a committee team. That's just what I'm valuing. You okay. may say, look, we've seen the Spurs. Like that, A lot of people are comparing this team to that Hawks team that had four All-Stars a few years back. That Hawks team did not have a Donovan Mitchell. Let me say that. They, they did not have a guy who could go out and score 40 points in, in any given playoff game like, like Mitchell. So this is a different team, but the, the Jazz are deeper. 
They win most of the position matchups, but it, honestly, to me, it just comes down to Kawhi Leonard. Last comes time, down to star power. Yeah, because last time I saw Kawhi Leonard like this, I was cheering for him on the Toronto <laughs> Raptors, and we all remember what happened there. So, Coop, you're going seven. I respect that. I'm going six, and and Beer's going clips it's in seven. seven. Now, let's jump into Denver and Phoenix. This is a very, very yeah. fascinating series, and uh, and one that has looked really, really interesting so far. I guess we're cheating because this one's obviously started already, but. Who who are you going with, Coop? Who's winning this series? So actually, I meant to wear my Phoenix jersey, my Devin Booker jersey for the oh, podcast yeah? today, and I, I forgot to put it on. Hence, I'm going with uh, with Phoenix on this one. I'm going to go Phoenix in. I'm going to go Phoenix in six. Phoenix in six. Now I'm I'm going with a cheeky little hedge, going Phoenix in seven. A little right. bit of a cheater. Uh, Beer's also going Phoenix in six. So man, oh. we love Jokic, but we're all going we're Phoenix. All going that Phoenix. is surprising. I don't know. I I do think it's going to be jarring for the Nuggets. Like, and we've seen this in Game One. Obviously, as we're recording this, we're recording this on uh, on June eighth. The Nuggets are down one zero as of last night. It's, it's jarring to go from playing against a Blazers defense to a Suns defense. It's, it's just an enormous difference in uh, defensive depth and the guard play. Denver is the best player in the series. There's no doubt. If they had Murray, I'd feel really good about them coming in. But the Suns look like such a complete cohesive unit right now, man. Mm-hmm. I got to say, like Michael Porter Jr., Monte Morris, uh, Composo, they all look really confident beside Jokic. But I think this team is only going to go as far as MPJ carries them, right? It's like the second scorer there. Sure. I'm just a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical because that guy, like, if he's cold, he's still shooting. And he's not, he's he's not, not passing. He's not right. passing. No. And he's not giving it back to you on the – like, he's giving it For back sure. to you tenfold on the defensive <laughs> end too. Yeah. I, I like the matchups too. I like Mikhail Bridges matching up with MPJ. I believe in Aiden's playoff defense. I, th- I think he yeah. proved enough against, uh, against LA 18 fouls in six games against the Lakers. That is incredible. He needs to keep that up uh, against a player like Jokic that averaged 33, 10 and five in the first round. But man, Jokic, I mean, he's impossible to match up with. I was telling you and beer this the other day, we were talking about it, it in terms of matching with his mentality, his size, his For skill, sure. There's no way they could pull like a Don Nelson with the Warriors and throw a little guy like Jay Crowder on him. It, it has to be Aiton guarding him. But uh, I don't know. In terms of a one-on-one matchup, I just, I like Aiton. And uh, I'm excited to see, this is the one thing though. I'm excited to see uh, Facundo Campazzo and Chris Paul. Those, those two are going to get pissed at each other. Those oh, are they're going to go at it. Yeah. A lot be... of cheeky elbows. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of frisky play there between the two of them. Absolutely. Um, I think the one thing that, Denver could do that. They didn't do enough last night. This is my my game-changing matchup. Aaron Gordon covering Devin Booker. I think that could shift the series. You got a long athletic defender on him. And uh I mean, I I just I just think the Suns again. I'm going, I went with the the superstar over the the unit last time. Yeah. I like the Suns because they do. I trust Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, who played awesome again last night to give you enough offense to, to sure. supplement that, that great defense. So we're all, we're all going suns here. Okay. Let's all shift right. to the East here, Philadelphia and Atlanta. This is a fascinating one. This and is. I, I don't want to come across as an Atlanta Hawks hater. Um, so I, I got to be careful this series, but you go ahead, Coop. What are you, uh, yeah. what are you going with? I feel like I might eat my words on this one. Like I know Atlanta's up I mean, a game. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Philly. Hmm. in 
Let me think here. You know what? I'll say this is a is a game seven. Yeah, you're going. You're I'll hedge it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll hedge okay. this one. I'm going. I'm actually going Atlanta in six here. All right. Um, and beer is also going Philly in seven. So you two are on the same okay. page there. I just do. I do want to say like I, I think I'd like Atlanta to win, but I don't think they will. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, is there a key to the series for you? What's going to be a difference maker that puts Philly over the edge? Um, I don't really know. Okay. Um, I start. Hey. I, I, well, again, we're going. I mean. I know Trey Young is technically a, a star, but like, it's star power. It's star power on the on, on the Philly side as well with Embiid and. You know. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, Philly does have the length to handle Trey, right? They got Thibel, they got Ben Simmons. He's a short guard. You have these huge yeah. guys being able to guard him. Yeah, this hasn't worked so far. Like, I'm a skeptic of Trey Young, but he keeps making a fool of <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Let me see. Let me say this though, because I wrote an article for uh, for Glory Media earlier at, at the start of this basketball season, and I kind of tore into Doc Rivers a little bit because he had just gotten hired as the Sixers coach. We've seen Doc Rivers collapse in the playoffs before. He blew his third three-one lead in the playoffs last year. Let's remember, no other coach in the history of the NBA has blown more than one. Doc Rivers has blown three. 3-1 leads. And the Sixers still hired him for the highest pressure coaching job in the league. <laughs> this is what you signed up for, Philly. This isn't anything new with Doc Rivers not being able to adjust. To me, it comes down to how healthy Joel Embiid can be. If he's hurt, I think the Hawks may kind of stroll to the finish line. And yeah. Embiid had a really, really strong game one. And the Hawks nearly gave it away, too. It should have been more of a blow than it ended up being. It, like I turned off the game and then had to turn it back on mid-afternoon. Uh, because the, Atlanta started to choke, but the Hawks' offense—it's just—it's so much more potent than I gave them credit for. I thought that teams would be able to figure them out in the playoffs. That's not the case. Capella is also a pretty solid matchup for Joel Embiid too. I, like I said, I like Simmons and uh, Thibel on Trey in theory. Yeah. So there are some fascinating matchups, but the Hawks just have some some also some wild card, scary offensive weapons. Um, I, like. Gallinari shooting really well. Bogdanovich. Has yeah, we talked about that last mind. week as, uh, as well. Bogdanovich has just been, he's been, he's been heat. He has been, he has been. Heat. <laughs> and on the other side, I don't trust Danny Green very much. And Seth yeah. Curry has been consistent, but I, I, he's not, I don't trust him to give you the same level of output as a Bogdanovich. So, I mean, my prediction really comes down <laughs> to not wanting to be made a fool of by the Hawks again. I've been giving the Sixers a ton of love. So, Trey Young, man, like, you just got to play him one-on-one like the Hawks key or the Sixers keep trying to trap him in those pick and rolls, get those big bodies up there, which if I was a coach, I would think is an ingenious move. He's just too too good of a passer. He's too good of a passer. People are hitting their shots and they got shooters. So uh, I, 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 I'm just betting on doc rivers, not knowing how to adjust (laughs) Joel, not staying healthy and Trey young playing well. Like those are the three factors to me. And, and I, I like all three of them going in. So, so we'll see. This is the first one where we're, we're split on now. Brooklyn and Milwaukee, man. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, can I go? <laughs> go for it, dude. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Brooklyn goes with the sweep. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. Yep. Ooh, I don't know if we're going to clip that and put it on YouTube because the Bucks <laughs> fans are not going to be happy. Holy, a sweep, dude. Okay. Said it. To, be, to be fair, we're, we're cheating a bit. The Bucks are down 0-2 at the moment. Both teams looked incredible in the first round. This should have been an awesome matchup. Yeah. 
Because the Nets don't even really have a Giannis stopper. KD, yeah, but size-wise, Giannis is so much stronger. Nick Claxton isn't mobile enough. Blake Griffin has gotten his runs. Blake, yeah, Blake Griffin's he, playing well. Yeah, He's playing like Dennis Rodman. He's trying his best, but yeah. he rebounded well in game one. But he also got burnt constantly in game one. He oh, gave for sure. up 34, yeah. 11, and 4 to Giannis. He, he gave a lot of effort, but he just can't move laterally no. quick enough to keep up with him. But that being said, the Bucks' key to winning, and this is what people forget because Giannis is their star player, their key to winning is not points in the paint like they're getting from Giannis. It's the three-point shooting that comes off of that. And Brooklyn yeah. defended the three-point very well in the first two games. Milwaukee went six for 30 from distance in game one and eight for 27 in game two, which is, is huge against a team that finished fifth in percentage and makes from deep that year. I mean, they're taking away their biggest weapon. Also, John Hollinger, obviously James Harden, he might be out for the whole series. John Hollinger suggested after game one that the Nets have James Harden guard Giannis in the post. That's both a fantastic and ridiculous <laughs> idea. I'd love to see it, but it's like, dude, he's a big, strong body. He's decent in the post, but like, I don't think that's what? the solution. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I'm going, I'm going bucks in five. I'm giving them one game, but like. The Bucks, I, was, they, I was thinking of five, but you know what? Nah. I'll, no, I respect I'll, the sweep. I'll like four. Oh, man. If the Bucks can't spread the four floor effectively, um, they we'll simply, they're, they're yeah. not going to score enough to to keep up, honestly. And yeah. I look, I'll break it down to this. KD has looked amazing. Kyrie's looked amazing. Joe Harris hasn't even reached his ceiling in this series yet. It comes down to this. If people want my one reason why I'm taking the Nets in five and probably why you are. Threes are worth more than twos. Sometimes it's as simple as that. The Bucks are getting all they want in the paint. All right, cool. Yeah. The the Nets are going to get one more point every possession for the entire series. I was I was impressed with the Bucks in the first round, but I think we also forgot how exceptionally bad Miami was. Everybody played horrible, and uh, and they look completely lost right now. Um, even without Harden, Katie and and Irving are never going to be lost. You know what I mean? Like for Miami sure. looked like they didn't know what to do. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen with those, those two, two on your team. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, okay, I, I like those takes. And oh, let's see what beer. Let's see what beer went. And this was before last night. This was on Sunday. He yeah. went Brooklyn in six. I wonder okay. if he might switch he that might now. Switch but that. that's a more legitimate cut it down take. a game. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a more legitimate take. <laughs> all right. Well, whoo! What an episode, guys. We ran through it all. Jeez, holy smokes. That was a fun one. Guys, tune in <laughs> next week. We're going to be breaking down more Bachelorette. We're winding down the NBA season. Things are moving quick, very, very quickly. Fellas, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't done it yet, by the way, rate, review, subscribe. If anyone you know loves Bachelorette, send us along, man. We, uh, we are fully invested in this season. We can't wait to see what happens next. Producer Gary, my man, send us off here. It doesn't. All right. Thank you. Peace.